Zombies! Flesh Eaters! The Undead! Originating from Haitian folklore, zombies are reanimated corpses, corporeal revenants which wander the earth in search of human brains. They have appeared in everything from Marvel Comics to the Bible. Cinema has become the perfect vessel to showcase our love for the undead, beginning in 1932 with Victor Halperin's White Zombie. Zombies then entered the mainstream much later with George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, released in 1968. Since then, the sheer volume of zombie films have grown to dwarf pretty much every other theme in filmmaking. It's now several years on from the zombie boom of the early 2000s, where zombies were everywhere, from Call of Duty to Game of Thrones. But now, in 2020, zombies feel stale. Zombies feel overused. Dare I say it, zombies feel dead. But why? We discuss that and more on today's episode of Movie Bong. We're coming to get you, Barbara. It's Monday Night Movie Chat. What we do here on Monday, every Monday on Twitch, is we chat movies uh, over a specific theme and then I edit it up as a podcast for us to listen to later in the week. This week's theme is zombie movies and holy shit, what a fucking theme. Um, Mike, I know you have done some extensive research for this week. It had to come around eventually. I think zombies, uh, it's, it's almost become its own huge subgenre, um, as big as horror. So um, it's got a bit tiresome for a while. And <laughs> I think um, there was so much shit. And even researching it, I've discovered there is there's so much, <laughs> so many zombie movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, when you think about it, is there a more prolific genre than the zombie genre? Maybe Bollywood? I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, and they've crossed over those genres many times. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not big on the Bollywood zombie um, <laughs> field of cinema, but if anyone, uh, if anyone's more knowledgeable than me, message in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've just been watching a lot of uh, zombie films, and um, I don't know how you feel about zombie films. Obviously, um, when I was a bit younger. And uh, I remember Shaun of the Dead sort of kicked off a whole um, reignition of um, interest in the genre. Um, and yeah, but zombies, it, for me, but itself, zombies go back to, I think the first zombie movie was in 1935 or something. It's called White Zombie, um, where Rob Zombie got the name for his band from. Oh, okay. Um, um, and so, but then I recently watched I Walked With a Zombie, which was made in like 1942. 
which is incredibly uh, racist, but really good. <laughs> if you could, you know, it's nineteen forty-two. It's about voodoo. It's it's so um, yeah. Just so I've tried to look at as much material as I can. I think Shaun of the Dead is a really good uh, one to mention, particularly to start us off. Um, I went to see it, I think, in the cinema three times. Um, I was a huge fan uh, because I just sort of uh, I just loved Spaced so much. When it, I remember watching that when it came out on Channel Four, mm-hmm. um, and then when they released the movie, I was like, "Yes, I have to see this," and uh, it was just amazing at the time. I think out of the Cornetto trilogy, I'd probably say Hot Fuzz is possibly my favourite, but um, Shaun of the Dead just kind of hit at the right time, and then a load of comedy horror zombie films came after it. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, and I know we mentioned this quite a lot on the show, but Black Sheep, I suppose, would be in this zombie genre. Uh, and that, that, that would have come out around the same time, if you're not familiar. That was a, a, a quite a popular uh, black comedy. Um, it's a brilliant film it's, uh, from New Zealand. It's um, it sounds bad, a, a movie about zombie sheep, but um, it's 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 genuinely really good because it's well written and it's funny. And um, New Zealand, there's a there's a a, a great um, trend of comedy horror in New Zealand, and um, yeah, I think Black Sheep is worth a look. It's much better than. Um, well, if we're going to compare the animal zombie movies, mm-hmm. it's much better than Zombievers, um, which was came out recently, a few years ago, about five years ago. <laughs> now, uh, let's get down to some basics. What do you prefer, a walking zombie or a running zombie? Well, I'm a big fan of the movie uh, Return of the Living Dead, and then there's the Return of the Living Dead trilogy, uh, and they really sort of worked with the running zombie and made it a real thing they even talk in that a bit and they go like i need we need brains yeah 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 yeah. um there's a great bit where they call for the paramedics (laughs) Um, uh, so yeah it depends how you use the running zombie i think they used well in those films but then um that was taken on years later and you've got stuff like 28 days later which is sort of more viral rage not really a zombie is it yeah i mean i mean all this i mean there's so much to say here because uh, I, I really like return of the living dead i think it's uh, if you haven't seen it by the way i mean that really is uh um yeah you, you you've got to see return of the living dead that's a smasher um particularly because it, it's all punky and grungy um and cool as shit um but i always found the fact that the zombies ran in that movie a little bit jarring with the rest of the tone. I, I always thought like slow zombies would have suited Return of the Living Dead a little bit better. And actually in parts, they are a little slow sometimes. Well, but, it's because it's, I don't know. it's trying to be uh, the opposite of uh, Romero's um, films, you see. It's trying yeah. to separate itself away yeah. from them while being a sort of... Um, not a parody of them, a heart that, you know, a loving that like it was, a, well, it was a youthful punky approach, as you said. Yeah. Um, and they're great. They're, they're as valuable to the genre as Ramiro's films. Um, I would say, although technically 
I would say Dawn of the Dead by Romero is possibly the best zombie movie, technically. Now, you mentioned uh, World War Z, and I, I completely agree. I, I, I have to say, like, I haven't had much interest in sitting down to watch this film uh, purely based on the zombies' behaviours. Uh, and I agree with your point. They sort of like more of like an amorphous plot. They, they don't seem zombie-ish. I haven't seen the Brad Pitt one. Is this World War Z with Brad yeah, Pitt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are they all running then? They're all... Yeah, but it's sort of like... Um, they they sort of like... Do you know what I mean? Like like they, they amass together to make a sort of like amorphous zombie wall that's incredibly yeah. fast. I, I don't know. It, it, it's all CGI-y and I just think it looks silly. Well, they use that same sort of uh, technique in Train to Busan, um, which is an incredible zombie film and really kickstarted the genre again mm -hmm. um, in like 2017 or whenever that came out. But it's a fantastic film. I've got mixed feelings about um, Train to Busan. It's uh, like, what? like, it, like it's, it's good. I just think people lose their shit over it. And I think it, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, well, I know what you mean, because, like, watching loads of zombie films, like, now there's there's loads of brilliant ones out there. You know, it's not just Train to Busan. Um, Train to Busan is good, but there's loads of films possibly just as good as it. Um, give, give them a chance. <laughs> um, but, again, I think my criticism with that, I, I think, is similar to why I, I'm not a fan of the World War Z zombies, like, Right. You are right. Like that. I mean, Train to Busan does quite a good job of like separating up the zombies because it's all set on a train. You rarely see like a massive group of them. I think I only um, have issues with it when it does show a large group of them, which happens once or twice in the film. And they are yeah. a bit more of like your World War Z zombies. It, oh. it kind of takes me out of it a little bit because I think <laughs> zombies are so easy to make fucking terrifying. I don't think that they need to be superhuman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just look at Romero's, like, original Night of the Living Dead and, um, you know, in the graveyard, coming to get... He's coming to get you, Barbara! Um, <laughs> and, like... And and, the, and all the all the great um, racial stuff in there and, and how brilliant that film is. Dawn of the Dead's amazing as well. But um, there's, 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 there's loads. There's loads of great zombie films and I've watched some some others uh yeah that we should talk about but if there's any you've you've seen or need wanted to talk about particularly well I watched uh, one last night actually uh that I'd like to mention um because it's by a filmmaker who really impresses me everything I've seen by him um has been good unique interesting different um not without fault uh, but I do, I do think he deserves some bigger projects, and I think you're familiar with him as well. Uh, his name's Ty West, um, and he's, yeah. ma he's he's made some great films: um, House of the Devil, uh, The Innkeepers, and last night I watched a zombie movie that he made, quite a low budget indie flick called The Roost. And what Ty West does, um, which he's brilliant at, is his movies do kind of look like they were shot in '78. Like they've got a real grain to it, um, but it, it's not—it's not just a grain, and it's not just 
oh, let's make shit look old. Like he's really studied cinema and he knows how to, um, how movies looked back then and how to make modern movies look exactly like that. Like, like it, you're not taken out of, um, the movie by being fully aware that it's, um, you know, just visual effects. Like it's very, very well done. The authenticity is, is delicious. Um, it is a little bit low budget and it isn't without issues, but I still think like I was just blown away by how impressive it was, um, whilst remaining so minimal. Yeah. Um, and Uh, I know, I know you've seen his, his other movies, um, house of the devil and innkeepers, and it was very much in keeping with, with the tone of those. Brilliant. Well, I definitely want to see it because I love, um, I love those films. Uh, I love particularly house of the devil, uh, just the look of it, the way it's look, it looks like you're watching an old VHS movie. Um, Greta Gerwig's little early performance. Um, it's I think brilliant. also Lena Dunham plays the woman on the phone. She has like two lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember there's just a few significant people in it. And it's Tom Noonan or Tom something who um, is the big scary guy. He was, he was in Last Action Hero and stuff. Well, funnily enough, uh, Tom Noonan is also in The Roost. And uh, yeah, makes he, sense. he plays like a crypt keeper. Right. You know, y- your classic crypt keeper. Welcome to the start of a horror movie. I'm a crypt keeper. I'm going to tell you a, a story. Oh, he does all that. Uh, and he's brilliant. That just sounded a bit like the beginning of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> this is a story of... I know, it's a crypt keeper. Right. All about hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, imagine a horror version of uh, The Fresh Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh, um, the, the Fresh Prince of... Of 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 hell air. I know. I mean, that's get out, basically, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I watched uh, a great film on Netflix called Cargo. Oh yeah. Cause now, because when you said you'd seen a movie called Cargo, I got confused because I saw a Swiss sci-fi movie last year called Cargo. It's very good. Oh, really. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I've seen Cargo. The, um, the Martin oh. Freeman, yeah. um, os- like outback zombie movie. And that might sound mental. Like you might be sat at home going like, there's no way there is a Martin Freeman zombie film set in Australia. There is. It's great as well. Yeah. Um, really sad. The last five, 10 minutes, I properly cried. Um, and so it's one of those zombie films that's, you know, there's not that many zombies in it and it's more, a, it's more a human story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a guy in the outback with a baby. I mean, even that, you know, just the idea that it's just, it's, it's really good. I liked it. Um, it's, um, it, it was very well done and I believe it was, um, well, I watched it on Netflix when it came out. I'm not sure if it's still available. Um, but it, it it was fantastic, and it went it went straight to video on demand, and I believe it started as a short film. Um, there, there's there's a, a shot in the film that is quite uh, memorable, and that was like the basis of the short film. The short film was only a few minutes. It was um, a short film, yeah. Because when I uh, looked it up, there was like an eight minute long cargo, and that yeah, it's a little eight minutes short, I think. Um, 
but yeah, it was great. Really surprised by that. And what another zombie film last night I watched on Shudder, which I was really surprised about. I don't know if you'd ever seen the original um, Dead Snow from 2009. I actually haven't. I haven't uh, subjected right. myself to it. Well, it's, it's, it's a solid, you know, silly, gory, Nazi zombie movie. All right. I watched the second one last night and it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, because they made it about five or six years later. They got a load of money. They uh, got some American actors in it. Um, turned it into a huge, big comic book, co- cartoon, comedy, um, massive, big Nazi zombie war film where the heroes got like um, a zombie, uh, a, a superpowered zombie arm stitched to him. You know, like Ash has got like a chainsaw. Well, this guy's got like um, the leader zombie, General Herzog's like arm stitched to him. So whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, whoa! He's called General Herzog. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the villain from Dead Snow. Like like Werner Herzog. Yeah, 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 exactly like that. <laughs> um, and, like, I'm not even spoiling this, because this, like, begin- this is, like, the first five minutes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it just goes from there and turns into this huge, big, uh, massive zombie war. I, I highly recommend Dead Snow 2, Red versus Dead. Red oh. versus Dead, it's called that, it's named after you. Now, um, that is a classic example of um, a bit of like a zombie crossover movie. One thing that I quite like with zombie movies is when they they get something evil, i.e. zombies, and they cross them over with something else also evil, i.e. Nazis, to make the, the ultimate nasty bastard. Yeah, so they did this in a film called Outpost um, many years yeah. ago, but it was just a bit, it was a bit dull. It was handled in a very dull British way. Um, but dead snow, banging, um, arms cut, you know, just pure gore, just ah, great stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's what you're into. But um, yeah, yeah, carry on. What what other what other crossovers? Well, well, I mean, I know that we were talking uh, before this show about various different subgenres within zombie movies, and I got rather excited because you mentioned this week that you had done some research and you had watched some zombie movies for kids. Yes. <laughs> um, not in a weird way. Um, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I've got uh, two children, so uh, I, I, can, I, I have an excuse to watch loads of kids' films, basically. It's, uh, you know, because they want to watch it. So uh, they usually <laughs> just want to watch Peppa Pig, but if I can put something... Good on. I've got I've got the really young one loves monsters. Her favorite, she's obsessed with wolves, particularly werewolves, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so there are some uh horror movies for the kids out there and cartoons, and if you're looking for, for anything anyone for a younger audience that you want to introduce them to zombies, um <laughs> I want the there's a well to start with, there's a brilliant film called Paranormal, which uh, Paranorman. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, by the same people who did these great films called Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, and uh, I think they won an Oscar for The Missing Link recently. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic little, like, throwback, properly inspired by Romero zombie movies and uh, old school Universal and just everything. 
uh, Hammer, just all sorts of, of influences in there that kids obviously don't really get the references, but that, uh, you know, adults do, um, and <laughs> which is useful. And, uh, but the kids enjoy it as well. So it, it works on all levels. But um, so that, that's probably the pinnacle. That's the high point. Um, I also watched today on YouTube in little five minute sections, but it's all there. Um, the 1998 cult cartoon classic Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, which is um, it was a it was a movie um, like they they did like these standalone animated movies, and uh, it was first one of the first times when uh, the, I mean it, it might it might not have been the first time, but it, it probably focuses on the fact that. Uh, Mystery Inc. and the Scooby-Doo gang, that all their adventures end up the same, where, you know, they just pull off the monster's mask, and it's it's just fucking some old man. And you pesky kids! Um, <laughs> you know, who owns the fairground, is he's angry, because, I don't know. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so, so this one, it's like real proper monsters, and they took a dark turn, and they go to this island, and it's all voodoo and shit, um, it's all zombies, there's like a pirate zombie. The, the, like, but the team have disbanded or is it? And they got back together. Shaggy and Scooby are working in customs and they get fired for taking contraband. Now, in this case, it's food, but we know what they're really talking about. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, does it does it address like the the serious shit about uh, you know, zombie attacks? Does Scooby get bit? Do they have to take his arm off? Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! Like a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daphne and Daphne and Freddie are working in a TV and like a paranormal TV show, and um, Velma's got her own bookstore, like a mystery bookstore. Okay. Um, but then they all get back together, go see some zombies, and they're actually real zombies. Uh, and there's also fucking cat people in it as well. But uh, is that is that canon? Is Velma owning a, a bookshop canon? Does anybody know? <laughs> I believe so. I did hear talk that they were going to finally turn her fully lesbian in the new, in any new. She's car. bi. Or bi, whatever. <laughs> she's in all the things. She's always been sort of, you know, flirting with guys and trying to do guys. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's on YouTube. If you want a good Scooby Doo film from 1998 with actual zombie pirates, um, you can't go wrong. Uh, what is it, what, there was a um, what was another subgenre that you mentioned before the start of the show? I believe animal zombies. You've you've yeah, got yeah. knuckle deep into the animal zombie genre. <laughs> Steady on. Um, well, you mentioned uh, black sheep before, um, as we were saying. So that that's um, that's a great, like actually well written comedy, um, and I'd recommend it. It's got zombie sheep. It's got big sort of worse sheep in it. Um, it's got family dispute over a farm. It's got everything you want. Um, <laughs> but then I did watch uh, Zombievers, which is, I think, available on Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of them. Sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a bit of a laugh, but uh, it's a bit shit. I mean, it's, it's funny, but... Uh, I guess the cast aren't funny enough to pull it off, if you know what I mean. But they are serviceable because they're meant to be good-looking jocks and, you know, and, and hot girls. It's very 
that kind of thing, taking the piss out of that kind of thing, which has been done a million times before. But um, the puppets are pretty cool, uh, I guess. Dirty fucking beavers. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you do get some were beavers in it as well, like with big teeth and that. So uh, if that's what you're into, if you like beavers, dead beavers, um, then that's a film. Well, I've always thought it's a, a bit a bit of a plot hole in some zombie universes is that animals don't get zombified. I think animals would get zombified. I think, if anything, animals would be more susceptible to a zombie virus than humans. Um, and I think, with that in mind, uh, in a zombie apocalypse, if you're, like, walking... Down a, down a road or whatever, I don't think that I would be as scared of zombie people as I would a fucking zombie dog. Zombie dog? Yeah. In zombie dog? Um, the, there's, there's two films, there might be more, called Zombies, you know, like Zoo. Z- zombies. Um, are, about... are they bees? No, no, it's just the zoo of zombies. Oh! Um... <laughs> oh, I so... thought you meant... They were like no, no zombie, zombie bees. No, they're just zombie animals, like a zoo, but they're all zombified. Say you go to Chester Zoo one day, bang, all the animals are zombies. But but is there a movie about zombie bees? Zombie well, bee. They might feature in zombies, I don't know, but that could be its own film. Sure, sure. Um, but I also did watch The Resort, which was uh, not about animals, but it's sort of Jurassic Park with zombies um it's basically a resort where you go to shoot zombies um it's a good concept Films oh, are great. okay now because i'm i'm familiar with the the movie i haven't actually seen it i saw it advertised i thought it was um i don't know like m- more of a a resort i thought it was more of like a holiday resort and then there's a zombie outbreak i didn't know that it was an enclosure where people went to hunt zombies. No, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, basically, it's sort of after, set after a sort of zombie, um, huge zombie apocalypse attack thing, but they've sort of controlled it and they've sent them to this island and they've turned it into a sort of um, resort where rich people can go and shoot zombies as part of this, you know, just like going around, like Jurassic Park, going around in the big fucking Jeep and then getting out but being allowed to shoot the things because you weren't allowed to shoot the dinosaurs, but you should have, because look what happened there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about Jurassic Park, a zombie version with zombie dinosaurs? Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zombie, zombie dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that movie we watched the other week, Dinosaurus, are they not zombie dinosaurs? Because they came back, they came back to, to life. Yeah, they get struck by lightning um, yeah. in a feasible way. And that's what a zombie is. Someone someone posed a really good question to me before this podcast where they were talking about there's like this zombie movie that they'd seen, but their issue with it was they weren't zombies. They were actually made in, in a science lab. Um, they were sort of like bred to be zombies. They weren't people in the first place. They, were, they weren't living people who died and then became zombies. And they were arguing that that meant 
that they weren't zombies. So I posed to them, Ben, what if, um, if you, and this is, this is horrible. And I apologize in advance. If you like got like an, 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 ab an aborted baby, but then like reanimated it. So it was a, zo a zombie baby. Is, is that a zombie then? Because it didn't live. It wasn't out and about and walking and stuff. It is that a zombie? Uh, is this acceptable to discuss well, on a live broadcast? It's a little bit what happens in a movie I watched today. <laughs> what? In the movie, before we before we get to that, do do you think that would be a would that be considered a zombie even if it did not live previously? Fetal zombie. Like, what's your definition of zombie? Where where do we draw the line? Are zombies just beings that eat other other people and that, or do they do they have to intrinsically have lived before? Well, how do you make a zombie? What do you mean, like, how do you make a zombie? Like, well, like, I mean, like, this is a movie, and I mean, you know, zombies aren't real. Just, yeah. How do you make a zombie? You imagine one. What film? What movie is this first? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way, I think the concept is very basic. It, a, a scientist creates a, a zombie-like creature, but they they haven't been like a person before. He, he's creating a zombie from scratch. Because Frankenstein created a zombie, but that was from different body parts. Oh, you see now 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 a lot. See, now you're engaging, and I, and I like this a lot. Uh, this is a good point that I had not even considered, Mike. Excellent work. Frankenstein, a zombie. Yeah. yeah. I'd not I'd not thought of that. Well, he's he. This I'm going all Alan Partridge now, but he's a sort of zombie. But now, now to to be devil's advocate, um, uh, he is a composite of multiple people that have lived. He he still has lived. technically lived at some point. Tons of lives. But I, I'm still I'm still stuck on this on this zombie baby. Well, I don't this, know. You don't know. I watched I watched a film today called Yummy, and they um it's it's about um a, 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 this dodgy plastic surgery place where this um guy is taking his his, his fiance and. Um, <laughs> um, there, basically, there there is a bit where there's sort of they do um, pre-abortion for, for for young women, and they they keep the the fetuses for stem cell research, and uh, they yeah they there's there's some creature fetal zombie things in it. Uh, that's not just the main thing; that's just one of the little things. In it. It's grotesque, but I think that's the, they're kind of looking into anti-aging stuff in that. It's like an experiment on anti-aging, so they're using all these fetuses and stuff. Um, but the fetuses are turning into creatures, uh, but it's mainly zombies killing each other. It's uh, killing people and eating them. You know, standards there. Solid. So where do you stand on the whole film? We mentioned Cargo before. There's another movie um, that fits this called The Battery, which I watched. But um, the kind of sort of Somber zombie movie where there's not many zombie mo zombies in it. Um, Pontypool as well. That's another really good one set in a radio station. 
Um, a zombie film where there's barely any zombies in it, but it's about humans and stuff, more human story. Um, where do you stand on them? Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan. I mean, when they're done well, I'm a big fan. Uh, and I think it's quite easy for them to be done badly. I mean, I'm an on and off fan of The Walking Dead. I recognize that some of it is very shit, but some of it is also very good. And I think when it's at its best, it's when zombies, uh, you, you almost forget they're even there. It's, it's, it's a story about the humans involved. And I think that's where this genre that we're talking about um, excels is when they make their characters interesting and that we actually care about them to the point that we we care about them more than just seeing a wicked cool gory death yeah well i would with that in mind i would recommend a film called the battery which is on shudder which is about two um baseball players that's sort of just wandering america in this car um and just in a zombie wasteland just not really knowing what to do um, and the battery is sort of the, the battery of the guy's Walkman because he's listening to music. And the film is sort of a visual album as well because it's like a, it, it's dependent really on its soundtrack. It's just a really cool indie um, acoustic American rock. But it's, uh, it's a good film. Check it out. It's on Shudder. That's a really yeah. interesting recommendation. I, I might check that out. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The um, battery. Any final recommendations before we get into our pitch section of show the fun well i'd say um yeah i was saying before um probably like the favorite zombie film that i've seen recently recent times i'd say the best zombie movie ever made for me technically is dawn of the dead romero's second zombie movie um of a classic my favorite zombie recent movie of recent times has been one called one cut of the dead which was um it's yeah it's it's a crazy film it's it's like a, a sort of parody of that found footage zombie kind of movie which again is another subgenre um with you know the whole wreck movies if you've ever seen them the spanish found footage zombie movies they're really good but um one cut of the dead is it's not like that it's it's it, you think it's like that it goes somewhere else and you can't really say much about it without spoiling it but you've got to give it about half an hour before it really kicks off into something incredible. And it's a Japanese film, but it's hilarious and really uplifting in a weird way for a zombie movie. Um, yeah, there's also uh, one called Fido with Billy Connolly, where it's like an alternative reality and um, people have zombies as pets. Um, and Billy Connolly plays Billy Connolly did a, a zombie film yeah yeah he plays the lead zombie called Fido and uh, he's got like <laughs> it's a really cool film actually it's a weird indie film it's a bit Tim Burton-esque um, Carrie-Anne Moss I think as the, is the mum and her kid sort of owns this pet zombie um, played by Billy Connolly Um and you sort of on, I think you sort of on, you get on the zombie side a bit. It's one of them. <laughs> There's another one, isn't there, with Nicholas Holt called Warm Bodies, where oh, yeah. a, rom a romantic film with a zombie and the zombies are sort of heroically. Um, there's also a Christmas musical called Anna and the Apocalypse. Have you ever seen it? No. British Christmas musical zombie film called Anna and the Apocalypse. It's 
kind of bad, but it's also kind of good as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if there's any other ones that you recommend. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many to choose from. I, I think I'm going to keep mine uh, my suggestions simple. I'd say go and watch um, Return of the Living Dead and uh, The Roost, both fantastic. Um, Little Monsters was a recent um, Australian uh, zombie comedy movie, um, which I rather enjoyed as well. Um, and, and that now that isn't a uh, zombie movie for kids. But it's a zombie movie about kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe the filmmaker made another one about kids earlier with Elijah Wood called Cooties, which is uh, quite good as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a good comedy. Josh Gad's in it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's not the best zombie movie, but it's, uh, it's a good laugh. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Romero's like original um, Night of the Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. For me, they're proper classics. Yeah, sure. Cool. Well, uh, let's move on to the pitch section of the show. Uh, this is the main bit of the show, uh, main bit of movie bong. This is what we do every week. It's the pitch section. Um, basically, what we do, we pitch stupid movie ideas for movies that do not exist um within the theme of the week this week's theme is zombie movies i believe it's my turn to go first i've got two films for you mike i've got two okay uh they're both uh they've both got a satirical comedy edge right one is played much more straight than the other one the, the other one's a bit camper we'll start with the first option um, what I would like to see in cinemas is a zombie film in the style of the thick of it. So basically we're following the government, uh, you know, the, the cabinet of the government and, uh, their real time reactions to a zombie outbreak. Um, you know, like their policy decisions, what they say on on the camera, whilst a zombie apocalypse unfolds in the background. Um, it would have strong, you know, it, it's basically a metaphor for like the coronavirus, if right. we, if you really think about it, because what's happened is there's been an outbreak of this, um, you know, fatal disease. And, um, you know, it, it's not it's not the end of the world, because actually in, in this story, zombies are quite easily defeated. They're your proper, dumb, slow zombies. OK, so actually all you have to do to defeat them is stay indoors, don't you? Just like in lockdown, everybody's told to just stay in their house. Right. Just like lockdown. Um, except key workers, because you're important, aren't you? You have to go out and still do do work. So like a cardo delivery men are having to like fight off zombies to like yeah. get Barbara her veg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People in the co-op are being given a gun and uh, a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and there's even like a bit where it gets to the point where obviously the economy is failing, as is our own right now 
Um, and so the government reopen the 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 economy, don't they? They reopen pubs and and shops, even though it's not safe to. They still do it because they need the money. And so I think it'd just be really funny to see, uh, you know, the behind the scenes decisions being made, um, them knowing full well what what chaos it will lead to. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that there being loads of gammons that are just, that, that are going to the pub going, oh, no zombies bloody scare me. And then they're getting fucking eaten in the beer garden. Just take them out. Millwall! Um yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there should be a full, like, Armando Renucci yeah. uh, copy, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the advice, um, you know, the, the Prime Minister would be giving, or was like... <laughs> Stay alert. It would be exactly yeah. the same. It would be Stay exactly alert. the same. Uh, and, you know, rather than people getting masks, everybody would get would be getting, like, a, a, a bat or, um, you know, some sort of weapon. Um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether they're these gun laws. I, I mean, that could be a whole thing. There'd be an American gun lobby guy coming in, um, trying to trying to sell sell them more guns and stuff. So yeah. you know, so many like little political issues you can bring in there. Um, yeah, totally. Um, have you ever seen Shin Godzilla? Um, I haven't. No. It's very much like how you say. It's basically the thick of it, but with Godzilla. Um, and it's it's just kind of the, the Godzilla crisis, but with you know what would happen in behind the doors of you know the government and everything like that. So it can totally work. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. And uh, obviously, Armando Iannucci to write, right, direct, possibly direct. Yes, uh, got him. Um, I don't know if you've. You want any cast, or just get the cast of In the Loop? Yeah, I mean, I I really do want the cast of In the Loop. I really want to see Peter Capaldi fighting off a horde of you know, flesh eaters. <laughs> he would be a great uh, Malcolm Tucker would be <laughs> like against the horde of zombies. Isn't fantastic. isn't he in World War Z? I think. Am Is I he? wrong? I think he might be. It's like a Welsh scientist or like scientist in Wales. Oh, have I made that up? Did I dream that? Am I not well? You haven't you in your well scientist dreams again. <laughs> um, <laughs> my second idea, because I've got two for you this week. Me too, actually. Maybe even three. Um, right. So, and I think my second idea would work quite well as an animation, actually, a la Paranorman. So thanks very much for bringing that up earlier in the episode. Um... So in this movie, it sort of sets up a world where humans live alongside the undead in a sort of, you know, like a, like a Zootopia animation type world where humans live uh, alongside your undead. By that, I mean your, your, your zombies, your Draculas, your werewolves, your monster squad, the whole gang, yeah? Um, but they don't have, like, full equality. You know, like, there's... there's They, they suffer bare, le like, you know, uh, levels of undeadophobia. You know, like, they they struggle to keep certain jobs. Um, yeah. They're not allowed to vote, etc. Uh, and it's a cute little story about, you know... Um, 
a plucky young zombie who puts together this world's first undead pride festival. Right. That's what you're getting at. You know? And, and so I think... Uh, I think there could be a bit of a, like a quite a fun inciting incident where maybe, you know, he throws the first brick at a sort of uh, a, a zombie stone wall <laughs> type yeah. riot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, it, I, I do think like this is a zombie movie for kids. It's, it's about sort of, you know, educating children about um, political activism from a young age. Right. Um, but it's cute, you know. It's it's uh, it's mess message about acceptance, um, about defying authority. Um, but but yeah, I, th I think it's got a really nice message in there. I, I really want to watch this. I believe there might be that there's a there's there's a Disney TV show on the moment, maybe it's Zombie Town or something. I don't, it sounds very similar, but it it, it looked very shit. Those <laughs> <laughs> versions look, sound a lot better, and it's probably not anything I like it but um I mean fiends you're talking about if you go back to watching particularly the monsters a bit of the Adams family as well but particularly the monsters um they they dealt with a lot of these themes you know um and about monsters sort of being accepted and prejudiced and things like that um so yeah why not let's 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 get another show like that um yes I like it Undead Pride. Um, you can just call it that, actually. Undead Pride. Oh, no, Dead dead Proud. Dead Proud. Wow. And you're dead proud of that title. Well done, team. Dead, dead, dead Proud. Yeah, See, Hollywood. That's, that's what we do on this show. We pitch ridiculous movie ideas that do not exist, and we give them fucking goddamn grade A titles. <laughs> Yeah, still holding on to beard science. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're proud. That's great. They're really uplifting. Are you going for sort of young adult or, or, or sort of kiddie Pixar, Disney, cartoony? I mean, in an ideal world, I want Ardman. Oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, because there is an animated, uh, of course, there is an animated prequel to Train to Busan mentioned earlier yes uh, soul station yes um the live action sequel peninsula is coming out soon actually train to Pisan. but um so that'll be a little trilogy there but um that's more violent cartoon that's an adult animated film so yours is going to be very yeah for kids right yeah definitely yeah educational but i think it's definitely um, it works for an adult audience. It's one of those movies that um, that parents will enjoy as well. Like Paranorman. Less so Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. But uh, <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Particularly like the last one. So that was called Dead Proud. What was the other one called? Um, uh, oh, oh, no. Did you have a title? It was directed by Amanda Renucci. Yeah, no, I, d I hadn't really thought about that. You know, like... Um, in the thick of it, in the guts of it, in the in the zombie undead, I don't know. Dead cabinet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Cabinet of the dead. Who would direct Dead Proud, though? Oh, Did that's you? a good question. Uh, well, I mean, it's Ardman. I don't know. I'm not familiar with who they use to direct. Yeah, well, I mean, Nick Park is the sort of 
driving force, but it depends who they who they get. Or yeah, of course, Hardman. And then you know they've got everything. I don't know who what who you get to voice. I mean, Hardman have got had been in trouble recently with the whole voice thing um, because there's meant to be a chicken run too. Yeah, which is coming out, but I don't know whether Mel Gibson's going to be in it because he said bad things again. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, Julia Swahali Swahala. Um, from Abfab and, um, and and the voice in, in Chicken Run has not been asked back, apparently. Yeah, I, I believe the story is, uh, so Julia Swaller um, was played Ginger in the original Chicken Run. Um, they did audition her, uh, I believe, or they... She was definitely in the running at some point, though. She was definitely led to believe that she was going to be involved in the project. And then they... I, yeah, they definitely offered her the job and then they took the offer back saying, actually, uh, we think you're too old. And so she, what I think she's a bit annoyed at, she says that she wasn't offered a screen test. Normally in these situations, you would at least be given an opportunity to show, yeah. um, still your, you know, like if you can still do it. Uh, she wasn't given that opportunity. So what she did was she sent them um a voice test anyway she sent them a sound test and they replied saying that they agreed her voice hadn't changed but they were still going to get a younger actress and i think that's the issue with the story she was shafted she failed she was she was they ripped her off they fucked her they fucked around with her well they did because they they said at one point they did they want they weren't going to have her because she sounded too old. And then when she did actually send her evidence, they said that, oh, yeah, no, you don't sound old. So then it's basically them just admitting that their reasoning is bullshit. But I've never had a problem with Ardman, and I don't want to, <laughs> as long as they're not load of Weinsteins. You know? <laughs> but, uh... well, I mean, I don't think they're, you know, I think Gromit's safe. All right. Just don't take Wallace and Gromit away from me, please. <laughs> Peter Sellers. Do you imagine that? Could you imagine like Wallace in the in the stocks? What, like for historical sex crimes? Yeah. No, not Wallace. I mean, he's he's the right age, isn't he? I'm sh like, Wallace looks like he was around in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, and that 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 jumper's a bit noncy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Wrong. kids, come over here. I've got some. Some fucking gorgonzola or whatever. Gromit does look like he's got a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks tortured. I think Wallace stole Gromit's mouth so that he couldn't tell people that he's in danger. Yeah. But um, Wallace and Gromit versus zombies, that'd be good. I mean, they did the were, the were Rabbit thing, which is basically a horror film for kids, which is great. That's um, a good point. I mean, I would like to see a, a whole uh, Universal Monsters thing with uh, with Wallace and Gromit. Let's say they've done werewolves now in the in the Were Rabbit. I, yeah. I, I want to see vampires, the Invisible or, Gromit. Uh, yeah, uh, vampires creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, Jolly, Bride uh, of Wallace, the Mummy. Uh, yeah, um, right. So let's get on to uh, my pitches. Yep. My first pitch is Zombie Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> no, not really. Just a gag. Um, no, yeah. So think about what we were saying with the that movie, The Resort, before, where the, like a zombie 
a big zombie kickoff had happened, and this is sort of the aftermath. Um, and so let, let me take you to a post-apocalyptic future. Think sort of uh, Mad Max um, kind of jobby. You know, everyone's got the sort of leather shit um, for some reason. Leather <laughs> shit? You know, you've seen Mad Max movies, right? Everyone's all sort of covered oh. in straps and stuff. Um, but it's like really sunny and hot. Um, but yeah, anyway, and just think of that kind of thing. It's kind of counterintuitive for them to wear so much leather. I know. It's weird. <laughs> I, just, I mean, they should be wearing like sheets. Yeah. You know? But you know kind of thing. Um, I believe there's a new one on Sugar as well called like a zombie one called Blood Quantum or something like that. And then there's like immune people. Um, so think a bit like that, right? So there's, um, we're kind of on top of the zombie, but no, we're not on top of the zombies. It, it's kind of like, you know, people are trying to survive. It's um, a bit like yours that you were saying. It's, you know, time's passed a bit. People are trying to survive, but um, the zombies are getting worse and worse. And it's, it's you know, we're, the human race are losing. Um, so they need a, a team. Of um, of heroes. I mean, who who are you gonna who are you gonna go to? Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, no, Zombie yeah. Busters. They would be better. Well, yeah, sort of. But what about zombie eaters? Humans that eat zombies. Humans that eat zombie brains. The fearless zombie eaters. I think. I think this is the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, so you've got these now i don't know whether they're immune or whether they're like they're just they've somehow created a a taste for zombie brains or zombie flesh i don't know um so they they're going after the zombies and and so the zombies become the hunted and the zombies are fearful um and then there's this you know this this kick-ass team of maybe some of them have got like sharp metal teeth and shit like just Vicious bastard. I want these guys played by professional wrestlers or something. Right. Undirected can be one of them. Right, okay. So if if the, there's these, these zombie eaters that eat zombies, yeah. what yeah. if if a zombie eater bites a zombie, do they turn into a zombie eater and in turn start eating zombies? And actually what 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 we've done is we've just started a chain reaction like a Russian doll effect of, of zombies eating things that, that eat zombies that eat things that eat zombies. Okay. All right. Now that is a big mess. <laughs> but what if the zombie eaters, once they bit a zombie, had the power to turn that zombie back into a human? Oh. Oh. Would they heal? What if they were like, all like fucked up zombies. You get so many different zombies with like, you know, their intestines out, legs off, arms yep. off. Um, so like, but you know, you think about it. Just, just Oh, I mean, would it, would it create an endless cycle whereby, so like if there's a zombie, yeah. And he's like got, got his guts hanging out and everything. And, yeah. and like, like you're saying they get, they get, they get them, they get bit. Wait, sorry, let me give them my thoughts. 
they bite zombies and turn them back into humans. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, right? So if if there's a zombie and it's got its guts hanging out right. and it gets bit and gets turned back into a human, then it <laughs> yeah. would die because its guts are hanging out and it turned back into a zombie, and it just starts again. No, no, because you're just starting the big paradox again, the zombie docks. Yeah, the zombie docks. Which is a whole different movie. You can't <laughs> fight the Zombadocs. That's like the cube or something. You have the Zombadocs. Um, but you, you, no, no, because it's given them a it's given them a decent death. Well, not decent, but it's it's letting them die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sure, letting sure. Them die. So the ones that are too far gone will just have to let die. But whether they bite them or not, or kill them, they might just leave those bastards. You know, kick them to the curb. They, they, yeah, whatever. These guys are super hard, like hard as nail, pumped up, Ronda Rousey, uh, I don't know, you know wrestlers, um, get a and, load of them, they can be them. Um, and they're uh, just, they're just like fucking biting the heads off of zombies. Yeah. Like yeah. a pepper army. Yeah. And then you start, maybe, maybe you start <laughs> sympathizing for the zombies in the end, I don't know. <laughs> but um, just call it the fearless zombie eaters which is a reference to The Fearless Zombie Killers by Roman Polanski in the 70s. You know, a bit of uh, film uh, geekiness for you there. So so you've got... Have you... A bit of nonce history. A bit of nonce history, yeah, yeah. A bit of nonce film geek history there. Um, so, yeah, um, maybe get yeah a load of wrestlers or something in it. Maybe The Rock can direct it, whatever. Um... <laughs> Hulk Hogan's in it. As an old man, <laughs> just, I don't know. I just want like ripped people in it. You know what I mean? Have you heard Hemsworth's going to play um, Hulk Hogan? Fuck off! Yeah, as a zombie. Oh, no. oh, not as a zombie. Zombie Hulk Hogan. No, yeah, that's what. That's kind of what he is now, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I've got another idea. Yeah. Um, but is he really going to play Hulk Hogan? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, cool. <laughs> so uh, taking it back to, um, yeah, the, the daddy, Dawn of the Dead, for me, it, it's all set, most of it's set in a mall, um, in a big shopping mall. So you've got that classic, that's where the whole classic zombie, you know, zombies, customers, sort of consumerism, there's so much satire there. You've got these zombies walking around supermarkets. So how, how about... Um, this movie, it's set around a shopping mall. Um, it's a supermarket tycoon. Let's 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 have him played by well, a, like a bit like the guy, like Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just have, let's just have Timothy Dalton as a supermarket tycoon <laughs> playing a bit of the same character. <laughs> just a mix of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> He's just a great actor. <laughs> but uh yeah so um he realized that it's it's again it's it's sort of gone on a bit the future and zombies are a problem but in this case they're not a big post-apocalyptic mad max angry kind of problem they're a bit like you were saying before um there's just a few slow ones in the street wandering around people are just you know smashing the shit out of them police are trying to round them up that kind of thing. Um, so this big supermarket tycoon has the idea of making a whole zombie mall, um, of, of employing zombies 
uh, or like keeping them as sort of, you know, supermarket slaves um, to work in, in, in this uh, supermarket. Um, <clears throat> so, or, or just, you know, yeah, huge mall with loads of stores in, yeah. um, you know, just all run by zombies. Um, <clears throat> but then uh, his uh, spirited uh, daughter, that's maybe she can be played by Samara Weaving or someone like that, current screen, screen queen, <laughs> someone like that. And, and she's, um, but she's really sympathetic for the zombies and uh, she starts a rival um, shopping mall, uh, which actually caters for zombies, um, which like sells, you know, brains and stuff in, in the, you know, like pick a mix and, uh, or, or, you know, market stalls with stuff for zombies. Um, you know, footwear, uh, clothing stores. I don't know what zombies would 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 be into. I, probably, I, mean, I guess most of the shops would just sell brains. But um, yeah, yeah. And so so, and then and then it's like father and daughter rivalry between uh, two businesses, and it's more of a sort of uh, yeah light business comedy. Do the um, do the zombies unionize? They could. That could be later on. Yeah, I think we we should probably have some dominant um, zombie characters. Maybe a zombie character that sort of forms a relationship or, or some sort of friendship or romantic relationship with uh, the daughter. I don't know. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's a lot of scope there. But it's a retail movie. It's a retail zombie comedy. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it a lot. I think there's. Um... <coughs> I like when zombies are used um, as like sort of like good symbolism, not shit symbolism, like actually like good symbolism. And I think an untapped, um, well, not not entirely untapped. I mean, it's even done in uh, Return of the Dead to an extent. Um, but the, you know, the idea of like brain dead consumerism, yes. um, uh, you know, it being used as a mirror for that. Um, well, that and and, and about the, uh, I, I think... Uh, you know, I think your movie makes some really good points about uh, the retail industry and how retail employees are treated shit. Yeah, as yeah. well. Um, you know, the sort of the, the, the slave labor of the retail world. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, Ramiro already did this with Dawn of the Dead. You had um, the consumerism and zombies would just go sort of. They were they were attracted back to the mall because they were just remembering what they did in their lives, um, and so they were just sort of all floating around. And so, but um, yeah, it never focused as much on the working element. And uh, I'd like to, to do like the zombies working in the shoe shop or working in, um, you know, Greg's, uh, and <laughs> people just using them as, as, you know, and maybe yeah, zombie um, barmaids and and zombie barmen bartenders old people you know talking to zombies at the bar and forming uh, friendships with zombie bartenders um there's a whole scope <laughs> no i think that's a really 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 fun idea i don't um, know what you sorry i don't know what you call it title wise well it's a shame that chopping mall's gone isn't it yeah that's like a weird computer-based robot security system gone wrong film um i don't know zombies are us or something probably all of the dead yeah good one um also now i'd like to talk about one movie before we wrap this up uh 
a zombie movie that came out not too long ago was 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 a little bit divisive and i think it ties in perfectly with uh what you were just talking about you know um the uh the metaphor with consumerism and zombies because uh, it's briefly mentioned in that uh, and that is the dead don't die jim jarmusch's um belated indie zombie movie which i really enjoyed but others did not how how do you feel about um the dead don't die i'm glad you mentioned this because i forgot um everyone fucking hates this movie even the hardcore like jim jarmusch yeah art man so if you're not if you're not familiar with jim jarmusch he's sort of a very in very indie american director um, he made Ghost Dog, which was really good. Um, yeah, and, and so many people don't like this film and just fucking hate it. I quite like it. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's... Uh, you are right, though. I mean, Jim Jarmusch is a very niche director anyway. If you haven't seen his stuff, I don't blame you. He's quite an odd one. Personally, uh, like Mike, I would suggest starting with Ghost Dog. <laughs> Um, but That's what is interesting with this film is even the Jarmusch fans aren't really keen on it. Um, I think a lot of people see it as, um, you know, sort of like a bit late because it sort of came out very recently, but it feels like an idea that should have been released around the time of the first Zombieland. Yeah. And we're not, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of the Zombieland movies either. Um, <clears throat> you know, one good Murray cameo and a good performance by Harrelson doesn't make a great film. But anyway, um, Dead Don't Die, I think, is possibly a better film and everybody would shoot us down for saying that. But um, it's very funny. I love the way that the, the weird decisions they make in it. And <clears throat> that point you make about whether it was too late, I mean, that in itself is just pure Jamush. You know, he's... He doesn't do things like yeah. other people. So um, it was a sort of strange, belated um, love letter to Romero and to um, just zombie movies that he'd obviously grown up watching. Um, but it is just really odd. <laughs> I, I agree. I think he's all about subverting um, expectations. And I think it's kind of like the point that he didn't release it when you would expect this movie to come out it was purposefully released it was i actually think it was purposefully released when the zombie genre had died a little bit uh, so pardon the pun <laughs> <laughs> um but i think as far as you know because the zombie movies had had a real um uh, uh a big a big boom a few years ago but that boom is is definitely bottomed out a little bit, and I think it's slowly building back up. But I think it was purposefully released during a slump in that interest because yeah. it's just he likes doing stuff that he shouldn't do. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was that and that and uh, one cut of the dead, and I think possibly they both came out in twenty nineteen or, sure. or not too far, and they were both yeah just very strange subversive comedies. That that use the zombie genre just just for their own for their own weird little idea, and uh, I think it works for both films. Um, yeah, I we were mentioning um, 
and zombie comedies. And obviously, we mentioned Shaun of the Dead earlier. Um, there's actually a um, movie called Shaun of the Dead, which is like. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, it's like Puerto Rican or Brazilian or something. I can't remember. It was a while ago I've seen it, but um, it was weird. But it, it showed you how big a hit Shaun of the Dead was, that it sort of. And, and that itself was a takeoff of Dawn of the Dead. And then you had this other film, you know, Shaun of the Dead being such a big film that now you had Juan of the Dead. <laughs> and uh, and it's not a bad film, actually. It's just, like, full of unlikable characters, but very funny. <laughs> um, and it's just, like, people on the streets and, like, in poor areas taking advantage of the zombie situation and becoming zombie killers um, for hire. So, uh, yeah. But not zombie eaters... Not zombie eaters, which hasn't been done, and so you know, it's a, this is a new a new monster, a new hero. What is it? It's a human that eats dead flesh and brains. I'm actually a little bit worried because, you know, I'm going to have to go to bed after this podcast, and I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep knowing now that I I understand the concept of zombie eaters. You know, but particularly, I'm particularly scared by this chicken and egg situation that we've got <laughs> where like this i just don't think the cycle's going to end not the zombie dogs 